Welcome to Code Grays, an episode-by-episode recap of Grays Anatomy. I'm Teresa Rosado. And I'm Megan Totsky. And join us for a special New Year's episode of Code Grays. We are so close to 2016 being over. (laughs) I know. And moving into something like probably far far worse well let's just all right (laughs) just calm down did you see that with my questions i really tried to remain positive i only let us talk about one bad thing in 2016 i know you tried really hard and to answer your question um i think new year's is so overhyped that it's like it's like so much anticipation and as previously discussed on most episodes I don't handle anticipation very well. What? And so I just feel like it's just a time when you're supposed to get really excited about this one thing. And I I don't I don't know, I'm not really into it. Yeah. It's fine. We are going to an all you can eat Balkan restaurant. Or Ooh. we're going to like a Balkan restaurant where it's like two hours and it's like all you can eat and all you can drink. And I know nothing about Balkan food. So I you guess I'm learn. looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? How do you feel about New Year's? I, uh, surprising absolutely no one, I hate New Year's. I hate it with a burning passion because it's like a birthday for all of Earth. And Mm. I hate my own birthday Mm -hmm. because it's like it's one one year closer to death. And that's how Mm -hmm. I look at New Year's. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, let's all celebrate like one year closer to the end of human civilization. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been told by my therapist that I, like, think way too far ahead into the future. And this would be, like, an extremely, like, federal example of thinking <laughs> too far into the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not into it. I usually get really melancholy on New Year's. I never spent it with, like, my significant other. I've spent it with, like... You don't? One partner, like, once. <laughs> I don't know how it always works out that I'm, like, separated from the person I love in the world. You've been in a lot of long-distance relationships. I have. I'm just the queen of them. So, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of try to stay in and and play board games. New Year's! That's great. That's great. That's great. Last year, I went to a really wonderful New Year's wedding. Oh, it was really great. Oh, that's a combination of just two horrible things to me, but that sounds. I know, nice. but it was it was like a, a cousin of mine who married a woman, and her, like from a family who like originally wasn't very supportive of it, and so it was like this huge fucking party, and everybody was just very happy and supportive, and it just Aww. felt really nice. That's that is lovely. Last year, I got to I got to spend New Year's with my boo, and it was the Aww. end of what I thought was the the worst year of my life so far and then and then 2016 <laughs> happened and was like hey girl <laughs> and so i remember new year's being really really lovely um i was with friends and good people and and i won at at cards against humanity but i also had lost my job like 2 days oh, prior yeah. to new year's I so that. it was very much like Oh, well, I'm boy. glad this year is just going out the same way it started. <laughs> Let's go through some of our questions Let's do here. It. Yeah, so we so neither of us are super New Year'sy. We're both Christmassy. We're very Christmas people, I think. Um, but not so much New Year's, but we decided to really try and push through that and and <laughs> and try and move into 2016 with forward momentum. <laughs> 
You mean 2017? Oh, shit. Yeah, 2017. <laughs> that's the one. Because I'm not momentum. doing this shit again. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. So what is the best thing that happened to you in 2016? Well, see, I'm really nervous about giving mine. I wanted you to go first because oh, okay. when I was so going like, to like change mine in in mid mid episode. If I felt like it. you know, it's like really difficult to find good things that happened in 2016. Right? This is a good exercise. Really, I mean, like professionally, personally, politically, basically any anything economically was just very difficult. Yeah, economically anything. Um, I will say that despite the results of the election, voting for Hillary Clinton in a presidential election, like, I wish that I could bottle the feeling that I had the morning that I voted for Hillary Clinton on election day this year. Because I went, you know, I live in Washington, D.C., and I went to the polls, and I was the third person in line. And, like, I, if I would give anything to be able to bottle the feeling that I had and the palpable feeling of the people around me that morning... And be able to, like, open it up on a rainy day. <laughs> um, and so I think that that was, that was truly a wonderful thing to be able to do. I, I, like, I don't know. It's one of the better things that happened in 2016 was just getting, getting the chance to do that. Um, and my second best thing is that I went to Asheville, North Carolina. This is very oh, big. Yes, but yes. I took a personal trip to Asheville, North Carolina <laughs> this year. And it was so fucking fun. A lot so of great text ever messages there, from that trip. <laughs> oh my god. It was so fun. There's like an alter I have like an alternate reality where I live there and like walk down the street with no shirt on 100% of the time. And it's great. Anyway, that was personally was my favorite thing in 2016 other than voting for Hillary Clinton in a presidential election. So, first off, that's like genuinely like a lovely coda to sort of Hillary Clinton's career and like what she's meant to both of us. So <sighs> Like, yes. this is sappy, but I guess this whole thing is supposed to be sappy. But, like, thank you for reminding me of that feeling. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I feel a little verklempt just thinking about it. So, was, yeah. yeah. And I will say to, to our listeners that um, Teresa and I voted for Hillary Clinton in the primaries in 2008. And we fought, pr- we like fought pretty hard for Hillary Clinton eight years ago. And voted for Obama, and Obama's been a great president, but we are two people who have supported her for a very long time. And I think yeah. that that's when I was, like, thinking about this question, I was really channeling our, you know, 18, 19-year-old selves and thinking about, <laughs> like, just how just how powerful it felt then. And yeah. to be able to stand here eight years later and do that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so my final follow-up question, what was so great about Asheville? Like, what, like, I don't what know, was, man. like, the one indelible thing about Asheville? There, are, I. It sounds love... like people walking around, you know, half yeah. naked. <laughs> well, they freed the nipple there, you know, yeah. that it's not, it's legal to just walk around topless. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like Jacob, <laughs> my husband and I got into an Uber one afternoon and, and we're like driving down the street and everything's, it's like in the mountains in North Carolina. So it's beautiful. <laughs> we got into our Uber and we start driving and I'm like on my phone and he's like, dots, dots, dots. <laughs> look at, look out the window, look out the window. <laughs> And I looked out the window and there was just this like lady with huge tits and she had a messenger bag on, you know, like she was, yes. it was like, uh, it was like she had yes. just walked out and just didn't put her shirt or bra on. Like it was just so wonderful. And I was like, that's amazing. And he was like, I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> He's like, tats, 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 tits, tits, yeah. tits. <laughs> tits, tits, tits. <laughs> exactly. It was so great. Uh, but there is like, there's a, t- everything's like independently owned and the food is awesome and the beer is unreal and drinking and eating are basically my two hobbies aside from this podcast. <laughs> so it was really just every, you know, everything that I would want in a city is there. But there's like, everybody has realized this. So there's no jobs in Asheville, North Carolina. So oh. nobody can move there. <laughs> oh. That's that's for anyway. the best, really. Yeah. People would ruin yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's rad. How about you? What's so, your thing? I would say uh, my like kind of more serious thing for 2016, and like this is gonna sound like sad, and I it's I need to sell it as like a genuine like relief and like a huge turning point for me this year. Mm. I um for over a year had been struggling with um with pretty severe insomnia and Mm. i don't know um you know i'm sure that we have listeners who who have dealt with insomnia and i mean like i mean like real real insomnia like like you go days without sleeping insomnia and um it really reached ahead um it you know it's strained relationships it's strained like my work life like everything and um it really reached ahead in in sort of spring of 2016 and mm-hmm. i finally went into um just to the neighborhood clinic in seattle it's actually like called you know the 45th street clinic um so shout out to them i've considered sending them flowers like on many occasions <laughs> but um i had like the most the most like just the kindest doctor and physician's assistant who talked to me about my sleep trouble and who were like so palpably happy for me um when they wrote out the prescription for uh trazodone which again if you Uh, if you are struggling with insomnia (laughs) like um it's it can be used as an anti-anxiety antidepressant medication but um in in a much much higher dose it can be used as sleep medication and it's nice because it's not uh it's not like ambien where it's not habit forming yeah like where that really fucks you up this really calms you down so that you can sleep so um it it really works uh specifically for people who who can't fall asleep due to anxiety right and it was like it was genuine like people say like i have a new lease on life and like that sounds really stupid but like kind of like kind of (laughs) i still really hate like the abstract idea of sleeping but i'm able to do it now and i know that i don't have to not sleep ever again and that's um huge and they were just so so kind like Mm. i was like very ill and like crying and they were just so kind to me um so that was probably the best thing (laughs) that happened to me in 2016 (laughs) yeah that I that I got to sleep and um did you just sleep through the rest of 2016 I wish that would be advisable (laughs) I oh fuck I wish yeah (laughs) um no actually that same weekend the very next day I woke up exactly six hours after taking it and um I felt really really nauseous and I thought that it was the sleep meds, and I was terrified. Oh, I was, God, like, I was right. like, I was like, oh no, um, <laughs> I these sleep meds aren't going to work for me. And I, um, I threw up all day, all day, just puked and puked and for puked. Like, and um, yeah. I had pretty intense food poisoning, as it turns out. So I think that's like a really good 
uh, sort of spiritual example of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally got the help that I really, really needed and then promptly got food poisoning. <laughs> Sounds like 2016. Yeah, 2016. Um, and then kind of just the goofier one um, is probably this podcast, honestly. Like, yeah. it's just been so fun, and it's been such a good distraction, and I get to see, you know, this lady that I love with my whole heart, uh, you know, once Stop. a week. And it's Stop. rad. It's been so fun, and it's it has been a trip. introduced me to, like, just a, a ton of interests I didn't, like, realize I really had, and... Um, yeah, learning about audio editing has been a blast, and so that would be my second. Yeah, this is a thing. great opportunity for our listeners to know that Teresa does one hundred percent of the work <laughs> that goes into this podcast. Whatever. So, <laughs> snaps to that. I'm also far I kept less it under wraps for twelve episodes. Megan, so, <laughs> that's real. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move into, like, sort of our best ofs, um, yeah. which is just, like, I think we should approach as uh, – we're approaching as just, like, check this stuff out when you have free time in 2017. For sure. So what's sure. the best thing you read in 2016? The best thing I read in 2016 was Shrill by Lindy West. Um, yes. I think we actually talked about that on this podcast or some of our early episodes. We maybe talked about it at some point. Uh, it was – I. I would say that my favorite genre, this is probably a pretty basic thing about me, but my favorite genre is typically memoirs of females. <laughs> I, I just adore them. And I, I love, you know, sort of short form essays and, you know, personal stories with personal narrative. And she just does it so well. And I think that she does it so well. She's an amazing writer. She's, you know, smart as a whip and so funny. You'll shit your pants. But like, she is also just, it, it's such an important story to be told. And I walked away from it just feeling uh, appropriately, like, chastened and appropriately engaged. <laughs> and so, you know, like, all the things that you really should feel when you read a particularly challenging and informative text. Yeah. Uh, so if you have not read that, and if you're not familiar with Lindy West, she has, has a ton of stuff out there in terms of, you know, blog posts. And, and she's a relatively famous internet presence, but her memoir uh, is called Shrill, and it is... It is breathtaking and so, so, so funny. Highly recommend it. I put it up on a bookshelf. At my, I'm a teacher and I put it up on a like bookshelf at school of, you know, what's the best thing that you read this summer or in 2016 or whatever. And so I asked my department chair, the English department chair, like, would it be OK if I put this up? It's a little bit inappropriate, but I think it's important. And he was like, yeah, that should be fine. And I walked by and one of my favorite seventh grade girls was sitting there reading it one day. <laughs> and I paused and was like, should I stop her? And then I was like. No, I'm not gonna. Like, <laughs> this is fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> She's 12. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. I still have not read it, despite mm. loving Lindy West. She was mm -hmm. one of my favorite writers at Jezebel. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's great. So second that recommendation for sure. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Best thing you read? Um, I have two. I'll make them quick. Uh, one is In the Garden of Beasts, which is um, by Eric Larson, who I wrote two. I read two incredible books by him. Um, but it's a, a kind of historical fiction-y book. It's not fiction, but he's piecing together the memoirs of the U.S. ambassador to Germany um, right yeah. at right prior and during Hitler's rise. Um, and I didn't really realize how prescient the text would be in 2016. Um, yeah. And it really made me look at our entire political situation and sort of slide toward um, 
populism and fascism in in a really in a real real way uh great sure. book in the garden of beasts um the but then the beasts. other uh great read totally different i love sci-fi i finally read octavia butler for the first time i read her oh. trilogy lilith's brood um hmm. And uh, there's no possible way for me to explain it. It's really, it's weird, <laughs> but wonderful. And uh, it really just like stuck to my rib cage. was just hmm. profound, both in the prose and in, and in the ideas and philosophy. And it just like, it just, it moved me. And I, I read it at a really particular time. And it just was... Um, it was difficult in all the best possible ways. And uh, it's it gets weird. The first book is is you could read as a standalone um, novel mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's still sold that way. You could find it in a secondhand bookstore. No problem. Um, so if you if you don't want to get into hard sci fi, you know, you don't have to read the whole trilogy. Um, even just the first book is is so, so worth it. It was awesome. Hmm. So um, she's a she's a black science fiction writer. And uh, the first um, black woman sci-fi writer to rise to any kind of prominence in in the seventies or eighties, I believe. So um, awesome, just very very cool. What's the na- say the name the title? Uh, the me? title is Lilith's Brood. Um, Lilith's Brood, and that's okay. the title of the trilogy altogether. But um, okay. yeah, but book one is uh, you can buy separately. So yeah, awesome. All right, cool. so best thing you listened to. <laughs> so I have a little bit of a cheat with this one. Uh, where I I used Shrill by Lindy West for the best thing I read, but oh, I, you tricky ha- tricky one! <laughs> it's a huge cheat, partially because I, I feel like 2016, and I'm really interested to hear what your best thing you listened to is um, was a little bit of a musical drought, which might just be my um. I'm like falling back into old music as a point of comfort, yeah, right? So I've been like that. listening to a lot of Sufjan Stevens, right? <laughs> and a lot of, I listened to a ton of Tallest Man on Earth this year. And uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, music wise, I haven't had anything super striking that's been new to me, but the best thing I listened to this year, I listened to all seven of the Harry Potter books, which I had never done, right? So for the first time, well, I, I read like the first or second one as a kid, but truly sort of sat down and, and listened to them from start to finish and more or less in a row, you know, without any break. And then what was cool is that my husband actually listened to them with me and he's super familiar with them, but it was sort of cool to have a like, I, I'm not very good at audiobooks, so I would frequently pause and say like, wait, I'm confused. Like I got distracted, <laughs> you know, and like he would answer questions. But, you know, I listened to the Jim Dale versions and I think that he's wonderful and I don't know. It's I, I just it was I'm, you know, 20 years late to the party, but or whatever, 15 years late to the party. But it was it was really a delightful experience. I truly just really enjoyed it. I just finished the seventh book yesterday and it was just, man, best thing I listened to. Harry Potter. Yeah. Audiobooks. That's that's a great choice. It's a cheat, but you can't be mad about it. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not mad about it because, of course, it's Harry Potter. So I'm just like, right. yay. Right. right. The best thing that I listened to, I, I have to disagree. I thought 2016 was a phenomenal year for music. Oh, good. Um, okay. And I particularly loved and have played truly countless number of times um, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Mm. Um, it's it's uh, it's so good. <laughs> and it just <laughs> is so uplifting. Um, Ultra Light Beam, the song by Kanye West, which I sometimes just listen on the way to work just to be like, yeah, we're going to be okay. 
it's gonna be all right (laughs) the songs got me uh i liked the life of pablo in general um and then uh bonnie vare's 22 a million which Uh. um was super i felt underrated by people i think people were really weird by how like they were really confused by how weird it was but Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go ahead and say it's bonnie vare's second best album as a person who didn't particularly enjoy his second album i think 22 a million is way the fuck better and I've listened to it just just an embarrassing number of times. It's really, really good. I got the I got it on vinyl for Christmas, and so I haven't we just got home two days ago, so I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. I'm really excited for it's it. It's just a lot of like sonic experimentation and I'm just so so down for that shit. Um so yeah, that's that's would be my music. All right, good to know. I'm now I'm jazzed to go listen to it. All right. <laughs> So what about the best thing you watched? This feels super easy to me. I think that the best thing I watched was um, Arrival, Mm. which was relatively recent, right? Like I watched it a month or a month and a half ago with Amy Adams. It's about aliens and it's about linguistics and it's about... (laughs) It's kind of made for you. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And it's it's about sort of uh, just the potential we have it was really shattering i watched it um right after the election and uh i think that was a really um poignant time to have seen the film and i definitely walked out of the theater and um i just felt a little bit shattered and like i couldn't really face like how mundane our world is after Mm. watching arrival this is not really selling it but um (laughs) i just uh I think that it could be read as a really uplifting film and and for me I think it was it was kind of a devastating film because I don't um I don't think that we're intrinsically good and mm. I I I definitely walked out of the film wishing that I believed it could really happen that way hmm. but I don't <sighs> So, Arrival. Highly Got recommend. It. Not the movie I- you think it is. I still haven't seen it. We tried to go see it when <laughs> tried to, Will and our friend Will and Jacob and I tried to go see it the other day, and we looked at the wrong movie theater and didn't get to go. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tr- we're gonna try again this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it. Good to know. What about uh, you? Best thing I watched. Man, I loved the shit out of the lobster. Have you oh, seen I gotta the see that. No, I haven't seen it yet. I will recommend to our listeners the lobster with caution. If you have an incredibly dark sense of humor, and then go a little bit darker and tend to laugh <laughs> at very inappropriate times and things and places and people and situations, I would recommend the lobster for you. And you'll probably still be offended or still think it's weird. It's a very, very strange film. And of course, the premise of it is that it's a dystopian future in England where coupledom. So it's a huge commentary on like what it means, you know, sort of monogamous relationships, but that you have to be in a couple. And if you're caught out in public without your you know, partner, you have to show your papers to prove that you're in a partnership. And Colin Farrell. <laughs> so then you can go to a hotel if you want. And you can check in for 60 days and to find the love of your life. And if you do not find the love of your life after, or you don't find love after 60 days, you get turned into the animal of your choosing. (laughs) 
And I just like think that whole premise is so delightful and it is funny and so weird and so out there. And I just, I just really, really love it. There are scenes it's, it's, I describe it a little bit as a social experiment where if you see it with other humans that we saw it in the movie theater with probably a hundred other people and it's like, there are jokes that everybody laughs at. And then there's jokes that half of the people laugh at. And then there's jokes that like 15 people are laughing at. And then there's <laughs> jokes that Jacob and I, and maybe one other person in the back are like keeled over crying. We're laughing so hard. And everybody else is like, Oh my God, <laughs> what the, <laughs> you know, just like blatantly offended by. So I would really recommend it if you, if you're, I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe it other than weird and offensive and hilarious. <laughs> so I would really recommend it. Sold. <laughs> I've wonderful. heard great things about it. So and I'm definitely I think that interested. like cinematically, it's also quite beautiful. And the social commentary is, you know, super, super sharp. So I would really recommend it. I adored it. Would, would definitely see again. Okay, so um, the last, our final two questions before we move into a totally different episode. <laughs> I'll have to cut that out. So our final two questions. What's the worst thing? This is our only negative on the whole list. Thank you very much. What's the worst thing you consumed in 2016? And like literally consumption could mean food. It could mean entertainment, like anything. <clears throat> In 2016. I, I would say that anything I saw in the news between March and November <laughs> is basically poison for my brain. <laughs> yeah. It's just like truly, truly toxic. Yeah. Um, and I just can't, I like nothing else is gonna, I did have a Birdie Bots earwax jelly bean on Christmas day. That was really <laughs> disgusting. And those I would horrible. eat a hundred of those every single day. <laughs> to not have to watch the news ever again. <laughs> but I got to say like the media like the news like I just have to say the world around me was the worst thing that I consumed. <laughs> <laughs> Earth. In 2016. <laughs> yes. Yes. Congratulations yes. Earth on being yeah. terrible. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> yeah, this is this is really difficult because I my immediate response to was like news media but I think that I want to I want to somehow be more specific than that and Mm. um so I think that I'm going to say um this is gunning a little bit for for my beloveds um but I very consciously stepped away from Rachel Maddow from Mm. MSNBC entirely from all of that very, very early in the year, Um, like before the year even started. (laughs) I felt like I felt like people I trusted um, to focus on things that mattered were very much focused on the same old shit as everyone else. And I think that was the most disappointing part of 2016 for me Mm. um and what eventually led me to listen to podcasts and then eventually led me to suggest like really really hardcore suggest this because I felt like the people doing micro work on podcasts you know um yeah were doing uh a better job than the people I've I've really relied Hmm. on in the past so I'll be I'll be that specific 
That's very specific. Y'all failed is, in 2016. And I will say, kudos to you, <laughs> that our one negative question you had a silver lining to. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. God, I yeah. hope Jennifer is listening. Um, <laughs> okay. Our final question. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Fun Jennifer. fact, both of them have been named Jennifer. So, Jennifers, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Awesome. What's the one thing you're most looking forward to in 2017? And this was with the caveat that a meteor doesn't strike us all dead <laughs> in a cosmic mercy killing. Which, for the record, I'm not opposed to. I Watch know. Melancholia. <laughs> Uh, I will say that I struggled with this question because I feel like anything I commit to word to like spoken out and put out into the ether will be instantly jinxed and will never happen (laughs) because I feel like the bar is so low. So I think that I don't have any big picture hopes and dreams for 2017 right now. I just don't like I don't have any. I just don't like I just don't. Um, I'm taking a trip I'm really excited about in early 2017. My husband and I are going to see a a very dear friend of mine in Prague. And so we're going to, we're going to Amsterdam in Prague (laughs) in 2017. And, uh, you know, like just some, we have some, I love traveling and I think that traveling is something that, I don't know, it like gives, maybe gives me hope or maybe I'm just shopping around (laughs) for somewhere else to plant roots, but I, you know, there's like a couple of good weddings and, you know, babies and things like that, that I'm looking forward to becoming part of my life in 2017. But we're taking a really exciting trip to Europe and I'm, you know, I haven't to places I've never been before. And I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that those will be good. Yeah. I th- yeah. I am. I'm very much like you. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to put mm-hmm. anything into the world that mm-hmm. could be immediately um, just fucked by... Yeah by the universe so I'm gonna go small as well and I'm I'm really looking forward to the return of Game of Thrones oh (laughs) yeah they lost me the season prior to uh, 2016 season but they got me back this season it was really really good they got me back I was suckered in when does it come back sheep it comes back in like May or something oh what the fuck yeah so I'm looking I'm looking very much forward to that and um, my parents are talking about getting a puppy, <gasps> and I, I don't. It's almost I'm too afraid to put it into the world, but I'm excited for puppies in general. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. The idea of puppies. Yeah. Thrills me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. I think that's uh, that's a. I really hope they get a puppy. I do, too. Oh, God. We've been talking about getting a second puppy. <laughs> oh, my God. Just because they just are so wonderful. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. right. We did it. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining man. us. I hope you all made it through 2016. I hope you... I don't know. I've just been drinking a lot these last few days because yes. I just got to get through. Yeah. You know, and I hope... That's my my best advice for our listeners is to read and watch and listen to these things we recommend and drink something strong and get <laughs> just get through. If you're a sober listener, um, you know, I'm sorry. Just be with your people. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry, but like you know, just surround yourself with with the best possible people you can. 
Yeah. I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> Have a right. really good and safe New Year's, and uh, we'll yes, see you in 2017.